Good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. First things first, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. I was actually um, the first part of the week up in the motherland, north of the Cheddar Curtain. Oh, very nice. Right? Right? Always nice to be up in Wisconsin. I have some land up there. Went deer hunting uh, unsuccessfully, but that's okay, you know? It's about to having a good time. It's right? like fishing, kind of, right? It, exactly. We treat it like fishing. Everyone else up there is, is like going to the grocery store type of deal, and, and we're up there spending more time inside than outside. But hey, good time had by all. That's the important part. Came home, uh, had a wonderful Thanksgiving with fantastic food with um, my family and Sally's family. We've kind of joined those two together. Great time had by all. How was yours? It was really good. You know, it's nice that since I've switched jobs, I'm not working every other holiday so i can i bet man i bet yeah, big change there i can actually be present with my family it's weird um another took really took full advantage i realized that i only watched a, a handful of snaps from the bills game and going in that's what i was thinking i'd be doing like the entire thanksgiving right and it was a good game too i mean you didn't see much of it apparently but good game yeah watch the highlights after it turned out to be a great game but uh yeah pretty good thanksgiving which i know that we both needed a little pick me up after our packers back to our losing ways falling uh 27 to 17 in the tennessee titans yeah we sucked again indeed we did all right let's get to our first segment as always i think and i know let's start man i know that despite the way the rest of the season goes, which does not look ideal at this point, that Christian Watson makes this much watch TV. Five touchdowns in the last two games. Like Aaron said, you think that first one, that be- I think it was a back shoulder that he caught, mm-hmm. really just opened it up for him, right? Sometimes it's just one play that can change a guy's career, young or old. And this man, he's just, I mean, the size, the speed, not only are we you know, getting the ball to him downfield. He's still getting those jet sweeps. Like we loved watching Devante, but we'd only Mm -hmm. utilize him in certain ways. Even like off bubble screens, he wasn't great, you know? No. But Christian Watson, you can just get this guy the ball in so many ways. Not, not quite like the skill set of Debo Samuel, but it's going to be that same sort of, you need to watch wherever he's going to be. Yeah. I think he's definitely gotten to the point. And we've been talking about this every time he's been on the field where he's just different than everybody else, and you can see that immediately when Which he gets is, on the field. And that's so hard in the NFL. That's a very common thing in college. But Correct. in the NFL, everyone's a dude. Everyone's a dude. Everyone was the dude in their town growing up. They were the dude in high school. They were the dude in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you get there. So for you to look like potentially a dude in the NFL, man, man, uh, what an incredible little little stint he's got going on here in his career and i think my favorite part is we're seeing it in different ways right we already had the jet we already had that we had a couple deep balls right we had the great route running last week with his second touchdown and an easy his third one was just an easy one where he outran across the field we saw that again on a crosser right his second touchdown this game and his first one he got to moss a dude which is something we haven't been able to see him do yet that was awesome i love seeing that he can beat people in a bunch of different ways, and use that athleticism to his advantage. Totally. Not not hoping that we're going to turn into like those Vikings teams, or do you just watch Randy Moss or the right. Lions teams, just uh, Calvin Johnson. But it, 
it is going to make no matter what happens the rest of the season much more palatable having him on the field. Hundred percent. Knock on wood. Does that make Romeo Chris Carter? Ooh, that's a fun. I, I that's like a fun that. comparison. I like that. But right? Romeo, I think, is going to be the same way for us. I think so. I, at least I think he could be. I mean, we don't want to say we have two Hall of Fame wide receivers here in their rookie year, but no. But he's someone that I am excited to watch play, and hopefully 100%. we get him back at least for you know maybe last week or two of the season. Yeah, he's out this week. But um, the fact for that sure. it was even discussed is a good sign. Means that maybe a, a week or two, hopefully, hopefully, right? We'll see. We got the bye coming up soon, so we'll see what that looks like. All right, it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah, that's how this works. Oh boy. Okay, I know that we should have fired Joe Barry a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Because like he came up with a a good plan to stop the run, right? Yeah, Derrick Henry was three point two yards per. Per carry, he didn't beat us, at least not in the ground. Absolutely not, with a long of nine. So they were all just a bunch of short runs. Loved that. I did. Loved that. However, we made Traylon Burks and Ryan Tannehill look like superstars. And played 10 yards off pretty much the entire game. Like third and eight, let's be 12 yards off, and they do a quick little out to get a first down. Why? Why are we doing this? Titans have one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL. Burks has not looked good at all this season. No, this was his coming out party against us. You're welcome, Traylon Burks. Unacceptable. We didn't draft you, but, you know, we still helped you out. You cannot let a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill go 22 of 27. You're yeah, clearly he... not putting any pressure on him. You're not doing anything to confuse him. You're not making him throw into tight windows. That's probably the biggest thing. You're making it way too easy for them to just dink and dunk their way down the field. And not only do you have, you know, the lax coverage, but then you also have more communication, more miscommunications. Guys running wide open on one of the Titans' key third-quarter drives mm-hmm. to kind of take over the game. They had, I think it was like a backup tight end, like athletic-looking guy, you know, not a not a Dominic Daphne out there, but an actual athlete. And the only person that was on screen was Adrian Amos, who must have been like the single high safety. I'm not really sure. Yeah, don't know how we got in that spot. Commentator guessed it might have been Savage. Maybe he saw something, or maybe he just remembered it's Darnell Savage. That's probably a fair guess. <laughs> Either one could be accurate. Just we we call questionable plays, right? With this mm-hmm. this lackadaisical, and then the miscommunication. It's it's just you can't, frustrating. You probably can't even live with one of those, but you sure as hell can't live with both. No, it's a losing combination, and oh, look what happened. Because the only way that that play, playing the ultimate Ben don't break works right is if you are sound technically and you just wait for the offense to make a mistake problem is we're also making the mistake first yeah we beat you to it we're gonna bend but then we're also gonna break because we're gonna forget to cover someone I mean, at least dom capers we would usually stop them did get in 400 yards <laughs> where we get a pick in the red zone or something correct but to your to your point i agree i mean when we hired him you Didn't look, love you it. Look at his his stats, and he's, you know, he was the guy who was the defensive coordinator for the 0-16 Lions. Mm-hmm. Really sexy hire there, and of course, the reports come out this week or the past week that the other guy that we were interviewing is now Denver's uh, defensive coordinator, and they are filthy on defense, despite the Great fact defense. that they have Russell Wilson, who is trying to lose every game. Correct. Putting their defense in horrible spots, they're still going out there and balling. So, while I don't think we'll fire him mid-season. He can't come back next year. Just can't do it. I couldn't agree more. I also think that there's no direct hire 
you know, from the inside, people would point to Jerry Gray, who's a defensive backs coach. You can't get them to communicate either. Right. So you should be gone as well, Jerry. And I think something that that got brought up a little bit, especially this week, again, kind of resurfaced, was that Joe Barry just like kept all of the position coaches or either he decided to or was not allowed to bring in his own, which is weird. That's weird. Yeah, when you give them the keys, you know, if you're going to be making dinner, you should be able to pick the recipes. Exactly. I or mean, the ingredients, it, my bad. All of them. You got to pick everything, yeah. right? <laughs> it's all up to you. You're the one cooking. You would think so, but, you know, it's strapped a little bit. As I'm sure some people were at Thanksgiving, you know, families with special needs, you know, no gluten or whatever happens. Exactly. Somebody doesn't like onions or mushrooms, whatever the case might be. But, yeah, that was a little odd. I agree. Yeah, just just... This defense is too talented, even now with the injuries we have. Just not aggressive enough. Nothing. And the only good play that came out defensively was because Rasul is just awesome. I agree. And that was just a heartbreaker because I was feeling pretty numb at that point in the game. Agreed. We can get more into it later. But, uh, and we will. That Rasul pick just felt like vintage Rasul. You know, could we save our season? that kind of play that he makes could be the play to do it. And yeah. then, of, of course, not because the offense is like, defense does something. Nah, we're not going to do anything. <laughs> so I think, mm-hmm. and again, despite how this season is probably going to go, that we really need to try to enjoy these last weeks that we have. You know, we're going to have months and months without football. And yep. I believe that I'm pretty uncertain of the future of over half of this roster. I would probably say there's 10 or 15 guys that are for sure coming back. Yeah. Guys on rookie deals and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is is pretty shocking that that's how low my number is. Right. I don't think in any years past, we would be close to that though. I mean, last year I was concerned with the salary cap and whatnot. And it was going to be five or six guys. I was concerned about this year between the salary cap, you know, potential ramifications from whatever Rogers does. And a lot of our guys are on one year deals or on deals where it gets very expensive in a hurry, Aaron Jones, or they're expiring. So, you know, for those of you, as we do, who love Aaron Jones, Al Nazard or big Bob or Adrian Amos, a lot of these core guys enjoy seeing them in Packer uniforms. Because there's a good chance that um, some of your favorite players won't be back next year. I don't know what I'm going to do if I lose Big Bob. If I lose Razul, I don't know. I got no Illinois left. You know, maybe we'll draft some Illinois, and we can get excited about that because that's our new future. <laughs> we're trending that way, baby, with all these high draft picks we're going to have. That's true. And just real quick, because I think I, I brought up Aaron Jones for a reason. That's because, in theory, right, he's under contract for a couple more years, I think, right? We we uh, <clears throat> gave him that new contract last year, what have you. The problem is his cap hit next year is 20 mil. And now he's fumbling all the time. And you're not going to pay any running back $20 million. You are not. So either you restructure it or you cut him. Right? You got to do something because $20 million is not going to work. And like you said, even if we would try to trade him, what team is going to trade for a $20 million running back? You might have to give up a draft pick. Correct. That as good as he books. is, that's just too much money for a running back right now yeah we really what is it paying peter to something paul i feel like you know that expression stealing uh robbing peter to pay paul yeah that's that's what we did 
for one last run and doesn't mean we can't again i mean the saints did it for like damn near a decade but... at some point you do have to lay in the bed that you make you have to pay the piper eventually thank you i appreciate you <laughs> you know me the the linguinist that i am linguinist i do like pasta that, sounds, that sounds more like i'm making some linguine that sounds good maybe i'll do that for dinner tonight yeah definitely not quite close close to the word you were looking for but maybe i said it wrong on purpose it's fine <laughs> you're up oh that's right <clears throat> okay i think that we have a lot of talent, young talent on this offense, right? Yes. Yeah, right. We we just talked about Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, right? Maybe AJ Dillon potentially. Hit or miss. About that, we got some good young offensive line pieces. Don't forget Samari Toure and Samari Toure. That's true. Thank I, you. He's got to play more. I think he's my new Jeff Janis, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, he'll never be as good as Jeff Janis. Coin is, flip in, in my mind. Back to back hail marys. But anyways, anyways, we're getting off off track here. I'm excited about our defense a little bit. The young pieces we have on defense. Quay Walker? Quay Walker and J.J. While J.J. and Igbari did not have a breakout game, right? I mean, he didn't, like, have two sacks or something, right? I thought he played decently well. He's flashing as a late-round pick. You can't really be asking for more than that. Exactly. He He looks like he belongs on the football field. 100%. And that... There's a good chance we move on from Preston, kind of to your point. We've been talking about moving on from Preston like since the year he got here, basically. I think he could at least be outside backer two, maybe three. I mean, maybe with that high draft pick, we, we take a young stud type of thing, kind of like we did with Gary. But I feel good about him. I feel good about Quay. Quay's been playing better and better every game, almost, it feels like, recently. He's the one guy you don't have to worry about his effort, ever. Ever. That dude will run. And he will chase you down. And he's making more impact plays, which we were missing at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. So if we have to let Devondre go, Quay's not Devondre, not yet. But he's showing more promise than he did eight weeks ago. You know, obviously we have Stokes, all that good stuff. All that good stuff? All that good stuff. All that questionable stuff. I still have faith in him as a corner three next year. Because we're not getting rid of Rasul or Jair. So I feel good about that trio. Okay? Is that fair? I hope so. I really hope we keep the trio. I mean, Rasul is someone that i leaning towards would stay, but we just don't know. I think he would. But anyways, I feel good. I think I feel good about the young defensive talent we have. And I would tend to agree with that. Given yeah. that we're going to have to lose some. Amos, good chance gone. Preston, good chance caught. Amos is also having his worst year as a Packers, so that yeah, that hurts a little bit less. I think that we just remember good Amos, and we're not really identifying. Yeah, this year has not been it. Speaking on bad Amos, the last couple of years were were great. This year is bad. I mean, he's also north of thirty now, I believe. Maybe this is the beginning of the end. Probably Maybe. he'll probably go somewhere else and be a rotational guy. But yeah, he's not the the stud that we that he was when we picked him up. No, agreed, agreed. But yeah, I'm fe- I'm feeling pretty pretty good about it. I feel like we don't have going into next year, even if we subtract the people I think won't be here, we don't have giant gaping holes like we have in the past. We have a couple positions kind of ironed out to a certain extent. I feel good about that. We'll see how it all turns out, but we definitely do have some nice pieces. It would be nice to see Devontae Wyatt step up a little more. He's really yeah, the would only, be. only the like the only guy of that draft class. I mean, Sean Ryan just got suspended. 
for, I think, using some PEDs. PEDs. But besides that, I mean, he's the only other person that hasn't shown a whole, whole lot. But in little stints, I've liked what he's seen. I've liked what I've seen. And again, you know, we have, what, six weeks left? Maybe he shows a little something. This is this is basically tryouts. Let's see what you got. Agreed. And it can take D Lyman a long time to kind of get up to speed a little bit, even with the best of them. So if they're not pass rushers, pass rushers normally flash pretty early. Defensive tackle is a difficult yeah. position to acclimate to. And I know he's an old rookie, but I'm I'm expecting much bigger things from him next year. And with our projected roster moves, he's probably gonna have to. Right. Jerron Reed's not coming back. Jerron Reed's a one year free agent. Dean Lowry. I don't think he's coming I don't back. Think he's coming back. Yeah, a lot of Packer people want him gone. So that leaves you with with the young guys, right? T.J. Slayton, hit or miss. Yeah. So Kenny Clark and then Devontae White, Basin. Devontae so. White definitely will need to take take a step forward in the future. But I feel like we got something to work with. Yeah, we point. do. I mean, like you said, it's just nice to see some of the young guys as down as we've been at points in the season. Mm-hmm. Just to to still have that, like you know what? Okay. We're probably not making the playoffs. This could be the end of the Rodgers era, but like we have guys that are fun to watch and are going to be reliable and, you know, will continue to grow. Correct. They belong on a football field right now. They're only going to get better from here. Agreed. All right. To this game, we'll do a little game flow. So Titans start off with a eight play, 83 yard drive. Tannehill was able to find uh, Dontre Hilliard, who's kind of like their scat back, more of a receiving guy on a 14 yard pass in the corner. It uh, looked like Isaiah McDuffie was supposed to be the guy, but they kind of fooled him with a high-low concept where there were two guys running his way, and Isaiah you know, picked one, and they threw it to the other one. Happens. Happens, and he's also our fourth-best inside linebacker. So what are you going to do? Uh, Packers do respond nicely. We drive down the field, 11 plays, 78 yards. Christian Watson gets a 14-yard touchdown from Aaron. Unfortunately, though, the Silver Fox had no chance to make the extra point. They bum-rushed that right through the middle. Yeah, we had another snap problem, right? So special teams. I mean, I should have checked the ranking, but like, are we like 29th? We're 29th, actually. Oh, wow. We're 29th. So that should be an improvement, but it doesn't really feel like it. The fact that Amari's gone helps a little bit, but... yeah. Rick Bisaccia, you are the highest paid special teams coordinator. You have 40 guys from your old teams on our <laughs> roster now. What else more do you need? Yeah, but part of the problem is, you know, they all proved to be better than who they were backing up. So they're actually playing on defense now. Maybe part of the problem. Little tired. Except, except Lovett. Well, He's still. Keyshawn Nixon isn't snapping. Maybe he should be. <laughs> he wouldn't let me down. Like, but. how hard is it to find a long snapper? You watch college football games every Saturday. How often do they have bad snaps? It feels like never. I don't know. And Jack Coco, you know, thinking of Mean Girls, you go, Glenn Coco. We, I was we so excited, excited for just we're excited for the for name it. puns, man. That's what I'm all about. And I can't even really do that here. No, because he's bad. Yeah, he's not good. Mm-mm. Yeah. So after that, uh, second quarter, Titans do score. Derrick Henry runs it in, four yards. And then, you know, so we're down, what, 14 7, 14 6, game still pretty within reach. Get the ball, respond with a field goal. And then Titans come right back. Again, not playing complimentary football. Defense was doing an okay job. Like, you know, after the offense had scored, right? Right. Need to step up. They were doing okay earlier in the quarter. And then the Titans just went right down the field. I think it was that drive where we had the big busted coverage where Adrian Amos was the only guy in the vicinity. Was that the, the Okonku guy? Like yeah, the, the, their backup tight end? Mm-hmm. I, supposedly it was Savage's guy. 
at least that's what the commentators said. I'd also probably guess Savage based on his history. But yeah, so the Titans, and then they have a really fun play call where they fake yeah. right they're giving it to Derrick Henry up the middle, and he just drops back and throws a little over the top to Austin Hooper, which, I mean, you can't blame the defense for. It's Derrick Henry. Yeah, that was a great play call. The defense is going to sell out to stop him. And we did stop him for the most part. You know, you keep running the ball, you set up things like play action, and then you also set up a, a halfback pass. Worked. It happens. I, I was, as soon as I saw that play develop, I'm like, well, touchdown, and there's nothing we were going to do about it. No, sir. We do respond nicely. Uh, we do get a touchdown drive. Another one of Christian Watson. That man, I don't know if you've heard, he's pretty good. Uh, gets an eight-yard pass from Rodgers. And we did get the two-point on a little, little touch pass to Love Aaron that. Jones. Lo- it was, was your a, old touch pass. That was the play I've been waiting for. The little lead with yep. Dylan or whoever it was. It, it might have been like, Josiah. Man, I'm not I, sure. I think it, it might have been Josiah. But oh. I was like, man, here it is. Well, if it worked, it was Josiah because <laughs> that man is lead blocker. He is a dude. He's definitely uh, proving his worth a little bit more, not in the ways we hoped for when he got drafted. However, he they really like that play where they kind of motion him either where he motions into the lead block or they've also done a fair amount where he motions from like the left side to the right side and then runs across the field to kick out like that edge rusher. And they both work. So he's kind of finding this nice little niche there. I don't think he's ever going to be like, a, he's your starting fullback. We're not going to have an offense like that or he's your starting tight end type of deal but he's gonna play important snaps and we we use him like he is he doesn't necessarily line up in the i formation but we're using him like you check like you said kind of him you pull him for the lead block or then you go play action and then he's the little little scat out and he's always open for I, six or I seven see a little bit more creativity with the pass game with him it would be nice i mean the guy's got wheels he's he's shown a, a more consistent approach in his hands yeah he's looked better this year so he's someone who deserves snaps. He's someone that I'm not worried about being on the team next year. Yeah, no, I, I feel good about him. Here's where the game just really broke my heart. Titans go down, mainly off of a screen play. They threw a screen to Derrick Henry, and Preston had a shot at him and just couldn't get him. And after that, it's just like, there was nobody home. get out of the way. Derrick Henry takes a screen for, I think it was like 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to hit Austin Hooper for a 16-yard touchdown. And at this point, the game is 27 to 17 with 14:55 to go in the fourth quarter. Like, okay, that sucks. It does. We can do it though, right? We if, did it last week. If I told you that the defense got the ball back for the offense four times without giving up any points, what would you say? Like, man, we got a good shot at this. Yeah, we definitely probably at least brought it to. A field goal game, right? Three punts and a very timely interception from Azulgad. Nothing. No points. Because we, you know, one hand is supposed to wash the other, and we just can't do that this year. No, no. The the defense kind of gave up some easy stuff in the early mid part of the game, right? But they locked down. And then they locked down. But like you said, we not playing complimentary football. When the offense was rolling. The defense wasn't stopping anybody. And then we flipped in the fourth quarter. Correct. Yep. Hundred percent. And on that defensive, you know, part of those key defensive stops. You know, you had the Razul interception, which was fantastic. You had Isaiah McStuffy legally clocking Ryan Tannehill. I think he was Loved the it. only player in that position who could have made that play. Tannehill's a big dude. He had a good, you know. Set of steam, steam behind yep. him, yeah. And then Isaiah, or not Isaiah, Barnes just stuffs him right poor line out. It was amazing. First down. It was amazing. 
Great play. Absolutely great hustle play there. I can't remember the other stops. This is this game was not very <laughs> not very memorable, memorable in the good ways. <laughs> well, we have that. We have the Rasul. There's just some other stuff where they kind of petered out because their run game did nothing. Oh, know? oh, and there was a Preston sack where he just power rushed yes, the guy yes. and sacked him through the left tackle. Yep. Yep. Again, key You're guys right. stepping up in key moments, and the offense just couldn't get it done. I mean, it was a wide variety. If you follow anything Packers media on Instagram, I'm sure you saw like the the Spider Man meme with like what we see and what Aaron Rodgers sees. Mm-hmm. There was one third down where you had two guys both going across the middle, I think underneath routes, but wide open, and probably could have gotten the first down. I think it was Alan Lazard and Josiah DeGuara. And then you see, you know, the ball go towards Sammy Watkins across the middle, and Aaron just misses flat out. Which I want to get into that in in just a minute, right? Because I think. That this game, I don't think we necessarily need to do what else we saw from offense, what else we saw from defense. We're covering most of it right now. We're right? covering it, and there's not a whole lot. Yeah, there wasn't about. else. There wasn't anything else we need to go over. But so we had Aaron miss a couple balls, right? Several, several, even and they were bad. And like some of like the little easy dump off plays to Aaron Jones. Yep, not in the right spots. So he has to adjust. Momentum has stopped, and yeah, this was a game where he missed several. So let's talk about that. All right, there's a couple things I want to touch on. We got to this one first. So it came out this week, right, that he officially has a broken thumb. Well, he told a kid reporter that he has a broken thumb, and then on the McAfee show or somewhere else he said he didn't. It wasn't broken. I think it's broken. I've thought it's broken probably this whole time. The more misses I see, I also think it's broken. Also, why would it still be taped up at this point? You know, fashion. I don't know. Uh, Just... It should at least be like team colors at that point or something, right? <laughs> not the not the like band aid tan. Uh, clearly, the thumb is bothering him, right? And he came out after and said, "Like, oh, it shouldn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Whatever, whatever." But it obviously is. Or Father Time has caught the f- up really quick. Well, I think part of it is this was really the first cold game we've had, right? Aaron shriveling up in the cold. We've never he, seen well, actually, that before. Actually, he plays really well in the cold outside of. the you know, you know he, whatever playoff he exit to. is. He used to. Hey, man, when the turtleneck comes out, the lights are on. Didn't we lose? play great. Didn't we lose to the Niners? Historically, Devin. Triggered. So, Triggered. But I think that, obviously, things hurt worse in the cold, right? Things hurt worse in the cold. The, having a large hand with a strong grip is more important in the cold. I think what we saw was largely the thumb affecting him more than he expected because of the cold. That ball's a lot harder when you're holding it, right? Not as much give to it. You need a firmer grip on it. I think that was a big part of what what we saw miss-wise. I sure hope so, because it's either that or it's father time. And yeah, he did not look like himself in a lot of those throws. And it really did hurt the offense. Now, there were a couple plays. I believe that the, the sack that was taken by Jeffrey Simmons, where guys receivers down the field just didn't really turn around and help him out which was less than ideal but for the most part this was on Aaron missing guys uh, I guess there were a couple other plays the one of the fourth downs where Lazard just like stopped running that happened a couple times I don't know what's going on Lazard with him, and he just yeah the the game ending play where he just like stops like bro you don't really the game's on the line just keep keep going it doesn't matter if you catch or not you got to at least try he had a drop earlier in that game just Weird, weird game from weird him. stuff weird stuff and overall he's still five for 57 like he looked he all had right some good catches i remember aaron went right back to him after one of the drops and you know he caught like a nice 12 yard out route to keep a drive going 
but just some some weird stuff there. It was nice to see Randall back. Yeah, he still did cop things, of course. Love him. I'd be fine if he comes back. I didn't think he would, but at this point, he has more juice than I expected. Yeah, it's really not a bad trio when you think about it with Watson, Lazard, and Cobb. You know, that's that's a nice pieces. Now, it would be great to get Romeo Dobbs to replace Sammy Watkins, who went back to, you know, usual useless. Sammy Watkins. Oh, my God, is that man useless. So, obviously, Rodgers missed him on that on that dig route right at the deep end. Yep. That dude is wearing cement cleats or something. Good God, is he slow out of breaks. The fact that he's getting snaps over anybody in our receiver room is baffling. Did you see that they, uh, like, the updated depth chart? He's second from the bottom now. Yeah, behind Samari Toure, which is He's still... in front of Samari Toure, which is blasphemy. Oh, yeah, it's bullshit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Samari gets open every time. He doesn't drop the ball. He's a good dude. What are we doing? Yeah, I, I don't and get it. And also, like, there is no way Sammy Watkins is back on the roster, and Samari Toure is a young piece. Let's try to get that chemistry. Let's give him the reps, right? Give There's no downside. He hasn't shown any signs of, like, the typical, you know, rookie cliche. He doesn't like, look the lights like, are too bright right. or nothing. He doesn't look like Amari Rogers out there. He looks like he can actually play football. Yeah, he's useful. And Sammy Watkins is useless. Just more, you know, questionable decisions by Packers management. Unfortunately, they're not calling us enough as they should be. Or listening, apparently. Or, Come on, Mark Murphy and Or just looking Goody. and seeing any Packers media anywhere. Or just looking at the field and be like, hey, this guy can't run. Why are we having him play wide receiver? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's thinking like his lizard powers help somehow get some good juju. I get having him on the team. Maybe he's he's good to have in the locker room, can help teach up the young guys, whatever, right? That mentor role. Oh, wait, we have Randall Cobb who actually catches the ball and still does things. So, <laughs> Sammy, we, I was so excited when we signed you for the idea of it, but it's just not panning out. And then watch. He's going to go have like three touchdowns in Philadelphia and shut me up. There's a good chance. There's a good Very chance. Very good chance. Man. Frustrating game. Very, very frustrating game. A lot of just beating ourselves, and it felt like. You know, maybe not so much in penalties or or turnovers, but the miscommunications on defense and then Aaron missing people, we're hoping it's just the thumb. But at the same time, if it is the thumb and that thing's broken, it's it's not getting better soon. It's not getting better by the end of the season. And I don't know if we've noticed outside, guys, it's getting cold. It's just going to get colder. Yeah. So, so what are we doing here, right? Yeah, things are things are not looking great. But, you know, good news, good news. We have a really easy game this week. <laughs> we, we only go to one of the best teams in the NFC where we travel to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. I, w- I was done covering this game. I don't think there's anything else I really nah, have to No, nah, I'm good. Let's move on. And with the Eagles game, there's not going to be a whole, whole lot. I believe they're now 8-2. and 9-2. I think they're at nine wins. I, I forget how many games there are in the season. Seventeen, uh, but every, the problem is we haven't had a bye yet, and literally every other team has. So it makes it a little confusing looking at uh, looking at this stuff. They have looked a little more nine and one nine. Oh, it's one. That's right, because they almost lost to the Colts, but Correct. didn't. So they're looking a little mortal, at least. Uh, cousin, Mister Heineke went into uh, Philadelphia with the rest of his. Commanders, teammates, and they definitely did take command. They were able to beat the Eagles. And then last week, the Jeff Saturday-led Colts put up a pretty good fight, and it it took a Jalen Hurts last-minute touchdown drive to repel the Eagles to a victory. So they are looking mortal, but at the same time, you know, they they have a top-five rushing and passing offense. 
and they've been adding a ton of pieces to their only weakness on defense, which was their D-line up the middle. Yeah, their run defense. They added some uh, familiar faces the Packer fans should know. Nanamakin Sue. And hate. Never had any issues with him in the past before. Hate him. And you know, if he gets three sacks this season, they will all be against Aaron Rodgers. He's going to step on somebody. Tomorrow night. Guaranteed. He's going to stomp on somebody. Want to take bets? I'll say John Runyon Jr. Yeah, no, that, that feels like probably the guy, doesn't it? <laughs> That feels like the guy, because it's, it's never like the guy. It's right? never the best lineman we have. Right. It's always it Evan Dietrich Smith, <laughs> who I think was a sub in. If Sean Ryan was playing this week, it would be him for sure. Or like if What's-His-Face has to come in. Oh, maybe we just sacrifice Royce Newman. <laughs> <laughs> just like easy bait, please. Maybe he can, can we switch his number to whatever Evan Dietrich Smith's number was and just That'd be great. Like throw him out there as bait. Two or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Just throw him out there. Just be like, hey, Royce, go piss and Dominican Sue off real quick. Get stomped on, and then we'll bring you back. But <laughs> The issue was is I think that Dominican Sue was frustrated because Evan Dietrich Smith was blocking him well. Royce Newman wasn't frustrated, so <laughs> no. he wouldn't have the situation. No. Good point. Good point. All right, maybe it'll be a, a classic. Maybe we can get a classic Jenkins game, and it'll be Jenkins. He loved destroying Aaron Donald. Maybe it'll do the same to Dominican Sue. It'd be nice. Be nice to see have a little bounce back. Yeah, going into this game, we're we're not looking great. I mean, the Eagles—they're no. the class, of the NFC. A lot of things that they do, we we don't do well. There's a couple things I want to highlight, right? Obviously, the obvious one is the rushing attack and how varied it is, and all the different people involved, right? That's going to be a problem, especially hate, with our edge rushers. And we hate running quarterbacks, yes, we historically. Do. So mm-hmm. that's a problem. I think the thing that I'm more worried about, right? is the fact that we're going to play 12 yards off A.J. Brown. And Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. I mostly care about A.J. Brown. because you love A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown. But mostly because he's the guy that we're going to play 12 yards off, and he's going to catch like a, a six-yard slant, break a tackle, and just be gone. Right? Like, he's a physical guy. You can't just let him catch the ball when he wants to. Nope. And get ahead of steam because we got problems at that point. Right, they call all their wide receiving cords a bunch of Batmans. There's like fast Batman and skinny Batman, and then there's swole Batman. He's swole Batman. He's swole Batman. <laughs> he most certainly is. He lives up to that name for sure. I love AJ Brown, and the way we are currently playing is the exact opposite of what you want to do to him. Yeah, I agree. From the the passing defense point of it, it's going to be rough because yeah. we are we're playing off. And we're not communicating, which is a really good, like we said, really good tandem for success in this league. <laughs> Correct. You know, little little bright side is that Dallas Goddard's banged up, so he may not play, but they still have a plethora of weapons. Yep. I could see that maybe, you know, we start to do okay, covering A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and then Quez Watkins, who's... Just toasts us over the top. He, yeah, he's a, he's a complete burner. He's pretty much a one-trick pony, but when you have an offense that has that many weapons that can do that much, you can afford to have a one-trick pony like he's that. He's like faster MVS, right? Because I believe I he don't was... like your comparison. I believe he was, he was uh, timed in the 4-2s, and MVS was in the 4-3s. All right, next topic. <laughs> the running game with the read option, Jalen Hurts, I think is going to probably make us look stupid at least a few times. Yep, 100%. Enigbari has showed a lot of flashes, but he's also been fooled a few times in sealing the edge. Yeah. The only thing I will say is Gary wasn't great at it either. No, because he, he would always bite. Aggressive. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was always a guy that bite inside. Yeah. So we really need to stay home. I expect they won't run a ton of that towards Preston, but I've been wrong because people love doing it at Preston. I don't understand because he's fantastic at setting the edge. He yeah. knows his wouldn't responsibilities. Do it. Wouldn't do it. But teams do it every week. 
Campbell is questionable for this week. Or yeah. Is he doubtful? Uh, he's doubtful. That hurts. That's we, not going to be good. Well, the nice thing is, is that Chris Barnes is one more week away from his injury. Yeah. Th- I think and he that looked good. He did. I think a lot of like the subbing in him and out him and McDuffie in and out was just you know uh, Barnes's first game back. As much as I love Isaiah McDuffie, Barnes is better. Yeah, Barnes is better. There's a reason you're a fifth round or a, the fifth linebacker on our team. Like I love you, man, but he's great in that role. But if we got to send two guys out to start, it's got to be Quay and Barnes, especially with this running with this running attack. They got a good offensive line. They got Jason Kelsey, who I love. He's a, he's a classic. He's a he's an old NFL vet. Yep. And for all the weapons they have on offense, they have just as many on defense. They probably have the best corner tandem in the NFL mm. with big play Slay, who, you know, when they signed him, you thought it was, you know, a bit of a, an overpriced, right? Because he was kind of washed at that point. You kind of thought maybe coming from Detroit. He's looking good. They also got James Bradbury on the other side. Who looks great. And then they added C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was talking all sorts of shit to the Packers when we played all him in sorts. training camp. All sorts. And I think he's a safety now, right? He I is. think that's how they're lining him up. But and, I feel like they can really just let him go. Oh, 100%. He just flies around, uses those cornerback skills to his advantage. And Slay talked about this week that he's missing a member of his Mount Rushmore of interception. Oh, yes, he is. He's, he's never picked Aaron Rodgers off pretty much like the last guy he's got to get so especially given how often they played each other when he was in detroit pretty impressive mm-hmm. but aaron's throwing a lot of picks this year at least for him not for mortals but for him yeah he's been giving out plenty of christmas please don't, gifts please don't throw him at the pick please don't throw him pick. let's just hope they don't put slay on watson the only thing we have there is if watson can kind of get off get him off of him Right? I mean, Slay's up there in age now, and he was never the absolute speediest guy. True, true. He should be able to beat him over the top, but it's can he get there, essentially. And will we have enough time? Because the Eagles still have a very good pass rush. Right, they got Brandon Graham, and they, they got Robert Quinn. Oh, that's right, they did that trade. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so things don't look great going into this game. To be fair, they didn't against the Cowboys either. Yeah, so maybe we're just going to win if we're just going to be <laughs> negative. If that's the trend, this is going to be a very dark show for the rest of his existence, <laughs> or we just... But, uh, but we're doing it for the people, right? We're doing it for the people. We are doing it for the people. We're going to be grumpy, so you guys can be happy when we win. We'll be playing next year like an 0-15 team. Guys, there's no way we get the win. <laughs> we're going to get spanked. No way. We don't stand a chance in hell. But really, I mean, even if good Packers shows up, this will be an incredibly tough game. 100%. They're a good team. Like you said, they do feel mortal at this point. But we're also going to Philly, someplace historically we are terrible at. Although, as everyone wants to point out, you're going to see it all over Packer yep. media. Yep, here it goes. The last time we did run the table, it started in Philly. Yeah, you see these comparisons. In a primetime game. These comparisons drive me crazy. Because it's a much different team. You had Carson Wentz, and they had like, no receivers at that point. Mm-hmm. They were... Like six and four, five and four. They were good, but not great. They weren't eight and one in the class in the NFC. And thinking of trying to stop them on defense is a nightmare. And thinking about trying to attack them on offense is not a pleasant thought either. So I would just recommend that, you know, we all spend time with our families, spend time with the people you care about, mm-hmm. go to the gym, read a nice book, do whatever you do for your, your self love, maybe pour a stiff drink for the game and just. Buckle in and don't don't have a lot of high expectations. The last part there, that's my plan. 
Stiff drink? Yeah, I'm not going to be reading a lot of books going into it, but <laughs> but the stiff drink's going to be needed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, my man. <laughs> well, as always, you know, it's it's a pleasure to do this show, and no matter where this season goes and, and where this team goes, I'm, I'm so thankful that we have this platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love, love doing this show with you, bud. Love talking about one thing that we're incredibly passionate about. Love getting to share that with the people. Amen. Even if it's our, our 40 listeners... But our friends in Europe who still have yet to email, which please do, please do, <laughs> please really do. We want to hear from you guys. South of the Cheddar Curtain at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. As long as Luke remembers to check his email. So maybe Instagram's the better route. Hey, I've been getting better. Slightly. <laughs> All righty, guys. Till next time. Go back, go. Go back, go. <laughs>